0: I'm Chris White, president of CXR, and you're thriving at Casually Dressed Nomad in the landscape of today's podcast adventure. Now, as I travel across the country to Austin, Texas, with most of my worldly possessions barreling down the highway somewhere in the U.S., a moving truck that nobody can seem to locate but is hopefully arriving here soon, we're hungering down in this segment we call an expertise, where we talk shop with an industry leader who's got one lesson they've learned, one insight they've gleaned, one gotcha that they're interested in making sure that you're aware of. Now we do this almost weekly. We spend just 15 minutes with a guest mm-hmm. that's generous enough to share live with you on this podcast and video cast that's watchable almost anywhere you subscribe to any of your other favorite shows. If you're not already subscribed to this fantastical journey, I'd encourage you to get over to CXR.org slash podcast to use some of those fancy subscription buttons mm-hmm. to hit your ride and get on board. Now if you've dialed in to join us live, then you can drop any questions you may have for our guest in the chat. We'll do our best to get to it, but if we run out of time, don't worry. We'll post it for you over in the free and public Career Crossroads Recruiting Community Forums. They're hosted at cxr.org slash talenttalks. Now, today, we're talking with longtime Career Crossroads friend, new, relatively new president of ATAP, that's the Association for Talent Acquisition Professionals, and who I think is an industry powerhouse doer, Kathy. Hennessy, Kathy, welcome to the show, how are you?
1: Thank you, I'm very excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Now Kathy, before we start, can you share with us a little bit about what, what, where you work and what you do there exactly? sure
1: so i work for advent health we are a a large health care system primarily in the southeast Uh, we have across nine states and we have a little bit over 50 hospitals and county, and uh, hundreds of clinics across uh, those states Um, my team's responsible for hiring about twenty-five thousand people in a normal year we're on track for 30,000 this year. Um, So we do all the hiring up to the VP level and we do not do the physician. So anything in between. So primarily 30, 35% of our hires are nurses. Um, I just hit 10,000 openings today, um, which is crazy. Um, We have over 3,000 nurse openings right now that my team works on. Uh, So my team's about 225 uh, individuals plus some contractors to help out along the way.
0: Wow. That's incredible. That's great. Like those are some numbers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I yeah. People say, what do you keep, what keeps you up at night? I'll go, Oh, 10,000
0: racks. That's pretty
1: much it. All <laughs> oh, oh, it
0: keeps me up at night. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So we jumped on the line today to talk about building um, a brand, a personal TA brand. W- when we say that, Kathy, what does that mean to you?
1: You know, so I, the personal brand to me, really, I feel like it is a part of anybody's talent acquisition profession. To me, it it should be in your job description because that is what you're selling, right? Everything that I have learned along the way comes with me, right? I'm not a product. I I am a person. And what I have learned along the way is my brand. And so I feel like that I've spent a lot of time, you know, we can talk about that networking to build that brand and then you know of course whoever i work for or whatever association i belong to we we all benefit from that and i feel like as a profession you know if we all acted that way then we would really elevate ourselves into that profession that we still want to be at that strategic level
0: yeah is there is there a difference uh between your your brand and your your reputation
1: that's a good question. You know, I think I do think there is a difference. Um, you know, a reputation is really about you know what you do and your follow through, and um, you know, are you say who you are? I guess, um, but that personal brand is really about what you contribute um, to the profession and where, where, how, where are you taking that? How are you sharing that? Um, how are you making that profession better through your personal brand? So I do see it as a difference. I thought about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do. I do think it's a subtle difference. I for sure agree with you. Um, if you've got a tip to give to somebody who's sort of maybe, and I get, little, it would be fun for us to do two of these, right. This is a little show sure. out, but it's not rehearsed, right. But if we've got both sides of the coin here, so you've got somebody that's starting out, they're relatively young in their recruiting career. uh, What would be one thing you tell them that they should really focus on to sort of invest in that, that TA brand?
1: I think it's, it's getting out there and networking outside of work. You know, I really learned early um, in my career to network with other like individuals that do the job that I do at other organizations because you can really get well networked within your own organization, but to go out and learn how others do that. Um, I know like I particularly joined healthcare you know, not that long ago, maybe eight years, nine years ago, and I knew nothing about healthcare recruitment. And so that's the first thing I did was started contacting my peers at other organizations so i would do that as a as a person young in my career to go learn how other people do things and and that
0: just speeds it up you know Yeah, oh for sure and not an easy thing to necessarily do today um but so when i introduced you uh and you uh, you know you know i'm a huge fan i called you sort of a powerhouse doer and i think that is part of your uh professional ta brand like you you Mm -hmm have taken on some Herculean projects and just crushed. Uh, and you, you seem to always be moving. You seem to always be leaning in and taking things on, uh, you know, stepping into the president role at ATAP, uh, some of the really interesting work that you have done uh, in the healthcare and recruitment space. So if we flip that uh, from the early stage recruiting, right, right the, the younger stage of recruiting to where you are today. How do you continue to sort of feed that brand? How do you continue to sort of evolve that brand today? Because you've been doing this a little while. Sure. I think
1: I just continue. I, there's so much new, so many new things going on and innovative tools out there that honestly, I feel like I'm never going to catch up learning everything out there that's going on and what my peers are doing with artificial intelligence and assessments and, you know, just that speed to market for candidate processing. Um, I I just feel like I'm running a rat race trying to learn everything and, and sourcing all the different sourcing techniques. Um, you know, I'm just... I feel like I'm just constantly learning and trying to, trying to keep up. So we're, you know, keeping up as an organization for who I work for uh, as well as the association, you know, and you say, Oh, it's harder today. I'm not sure it's harder today. Back in the old days, we didn't have the internet. And I, yes, I'm that person that says that I would never say that, but I had a phone call, you know, I had to pick up the phone and figure out who the recruiter leader was at another company and go out and meet them for lunch or coffee or drinks and, Yeah, it's so much easier today to cultivate networks through forums, you know.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's a big thing, too. And I guess your involvement with ATAP is sort of a testimony to that or a testament to that. And that that is an amazing resource to be able to get a network and not to do any self-promotion. But I mean, that is a big part of what Career Crossroads tries to do is to accomplish that. So I think. What I hear you saying is it, it is all about networking, but there are also resources others should not just ATEP, not just CXR, but the resources that that um, you know aspiring recruiters or TA professionals should lean into.
1: Right, and we should you know we really could get to the same level of the larger associations, whether it's you know CPA for accountants or the bar for attorneys or or SHRM for HR. There is no reason that we shouldn't be at those size. Um, level organizations and be sharing all that content together, right? We're always creating similar things, whether it's comp calculators or job descriptions or, you know, SOPs or SLAs. I mean, we should be sharing all of that and, you know, developing some best standards and practices for those.
0: Yeah, I think working together is a big piece of that. I will tell you, and I think you suffer from it too. I have an ongoing, um, uh affliction of FOMO I seem to always have some fear of missing out of some new uh, yes yeah <laughs> is yeah. that what keeps us as healthy networkers Kevin?
1: yes absolutely and, and it's fun right too it's just that thirst for knowledge you know Jerry always says he's a lifelong student well I totally buy into that that's fun. it's fun for me you know I love learning what other people are doing and and what, what they've done to advance their own careers and you know sometimes people in healthcare they think oh this is all there is i'm like oh my gosh there's a whole other world of you know 100 different industries doing TEA differently right and how can we learn from them
0: yeah i think too and you know i've had this talk before but i think the really big benefit of being part of an organization any real organization for your own development right your own interests, is figuring out you are not as far behind as you thought you were and you are not as far ahead as you thought you were. And, that, and that's true. Helpful. Right.
1: You know, and sometimes you just need to commiserate with somebody, right? And that is experiencing the same thing that you're experiencing and you're not alone and you just need somebody to have a conversation with. And and those are phone calls away with if you have a great network.
0: It is. It's awesome. Kathy, thank you so much for your time. Uh, the quick blip this morning so we can get connected and kind of catch up. I really, really appreciate it. We're really grateful.
1: Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you.
0: All right, good stuff. Look, experts are predicting a wave of attrition as we come out of this pandemic. So while there will likely be a variety of causes for people looking to move on, we're betting that mental health, uh, burnout, and uh, you know, an assortment of priorities are going to be top of the list. So our next guest has recently made the decision to make a move change jobs in a big way, and his reasons are likely to resonate with many. Join us in our next session with Grant Clough, former KPMG and AARP leader, as he shares where he's at and provides some guidance on how to help retain valuable employees who are demanding balance, boundaries, and a new level of support from employers that many may not be ready to give. So dust off your favorite pair of traveling pants, and tune into the show and hear what he's got to say and find out if my stuff ever shows up here in Austin or if I'm destined to buy a new wardrobe or just work in the same t-shirt and ball cap through the end of the year. Until then, we hope you'll check out the amazing updates taking place uh, just this last week in the various communities found at CXR.Works, free and open community groups, members only community groups. Uh, We've got private invitation and networking community groups all added with thousands, literally thousands of people collaborating and sharing with one another to help solve big talent challenges give it a look cxr.works happy travels everyone thanks for listening to the cxr channel please subscribe to cxr on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it learn more about cxr at our website cxr.works facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on instagram at career we'll catch you next time